Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. But they know they're not married material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. Alright, so what up world, man? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Podcast, here with my lovely co-host. Artesia. And today, 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 I got a hometown homie in the studio. Uh-huh. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, today's episode of The Reality Is is powered by Roberts Media Group. It's also brought to you by Spreaker. So listen to the world's trendiest podcast or create your own on Spreaker. Today's episode is also brought to you by the W brand out of Houston, where the motto is all wins, no losses. So go support the brand by going to www.thewbrand.com. So, Artesia, thank you for being here. Well. Got the homie Jamal Williams from Texarkana in here. Right, TK. But, now, when you say Texarkana, first of all, <laughs> as the guy asked me the other day, he said, I heard you from Texarkana. He said, Are you from the Arkansas side or the Texas side? It's so, so you know how disrespectful that is if somebody just try to put Arkansas. I know. I'm on like, you. please don't even say Arkansas to my to any time. Don't, like, don't, don't put Arkansas and Texarkana together. Ever. I think they stuck it in there by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Texarkana. And nobody even know nothing about Arkansas when it's related to Texarkana. So. Also, you have your beautiful wife, Chantel, in the building. Am I pronouncing your name right? Correct. Okay, I want to make sure she is from New Orleans, but does not have a New Orleans accent. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's so rare. She. Uh, we also have their good friend. What's your name? You don't have to get on the mic. Chanel. We have Chanel in here, and she is full of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Gumbo on the tip of the tongue. <laughs> I'm only half. Only half. <laughs> so, man, we're going to have a great uh, episode today. Me and Artesia have been thinking about doing or been wanting to do a podcast based on a series from a married perspective. Mm-hmm. I think in black culture today, one of the biggest things that we do struggle with is loving each other, loving each other better. We're getting better on it. I think if you look at social media and other stuff, people are talking about more natural hair, you know, loving yourself, loving the skin you in, appreciation of black women, because some niggas have seemed forgotten about how strong you motherfuckers are. Ooh, Lord, it is. So I wanted to try to talk a little bit about that and get the perspective of two married couples. You guys are the first married couple today mm-hmm. that we'll be interviewing. And then you know, we just want to get into the little root of it. Like, I know before the podcast, we were talking about how you guys met. 
and we brought up the Martin episode episode of Martin <laughs> where everybody was trying to talk about how Martin and Gina met and everybody's <laughs> perspective was different. So I'm gonna kick it off. Well, actually, ladies first. Chantel, do you mind talking and telling us the real story since niggas seem to embellish it? Yeah, you don't, you don't want me to tell this story. <laughs> got a saxophone and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how did y'all meet? Well, I was telling the story the other day. So we met a year before we actually started dating. And uh, he had his daughter and he was staring at my boss the entire time across the table. Um, his best friend was actually checking me out the entire time and he said nothing to me. So then he sees me a year later and I had a new haircut. That's um, all it takes. That's all it takes. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, how are you? Um, and that's where it started. We worked um, at the same company. Yeah. And he used the phone list to get my telephone number. <laughs> so he didn't even ask for it. He used no. my phone number and we started talking from then. Okay. Well, but uh, he's going to add some extra fluff. Yeah, that yeah, I got to put it the way, it's, the way it oh, started. God. So the meeting, I don't remember that. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that happening. But I remember the table, what you wore, okay. the picture. See, women always remember that I shit. Kiss, yeah. the way your ass looked in pants. I remember the first time we was in my room, girl. Dang. Yeah. I'm messing around. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Well, I do remember somewhat of the meeting, but the thing I remember is when I first seen her come into a room, we was at a big GM meeting, and I see this little sister come in. I'm like, damn, she's fine. I'm like, that's this is this is me. I knew it was gonna be me. So I would say maybe a few weeks later found her number. Oh no, it was actually the next night. Yeah, it was the next night. So I was in my closet looking at clothes and I get this random text from someone I don't talk to. Yeah. Called her up. I was like, hey, we need to meet up. And she met with me that night. It was the same night, wasn't it? Yeah, was it the Valley View Mall parking lot? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, we need to meet up. We need to just go hang out. And the first night we just spent talking in the car for hours, hours, just talking. So I, didn't, she, I didn't get a kiss that night. I remember that <laughs> night. Yeah. But well, the fact that she left the house for you, like this random text, and then y'all met the same night. Yeah, but I'm I'm the only other person of color in the room, so I mean, you got to have some trust. I get some trust. <laughs> I'm like, you know, at least look at this. <laughs> so yeah. what what was the thing I would say? Because I always tell people, men are like we're visual, you know. Mm -hmm. So aesthetically, it's gonna be the first thing that's probably gonna attract us, or at least for me, to a woman. Right. So. Was aesthetics the first thing that drew you to to her? And then after that, what was it that you felt like that made you be like, hey, I want to kind of keep talking to her. Like, she a little different. She sets herself apart. Right. The first thing was a look. I remember the short haircut. She won't ever go back to it ever again. But she had it like Holly Berry. Like, it just came out. I was like, damn. <laughs> so after that, after spending and talking in the car for those hours, it had to be maybe three hours. Yeah. Um, it just made me feel like. This is this is the woman I can spend my life with. We connected good, right? The yeah. same thing she liked, I liked, and it, it just seemed to grow on. How's it? So for you, is it, now you know what we always assumed that men are aesthetics or yours aesthetic too. No, honestly, no. <laughs> okay. uh, I would say it was just his calmness. Yeah. Uh, he was very patient, very kind, uh, very. He seemed very genuine at the time. So I don't seem genuine no more. I know that's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, men always have their things, right? 
Um, but I think his just his calmness. I'm all over the place. I'm like jump, 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 stress, stress, stress. And he's extremely calm. Um, and he was driven. That was probably one of the biggest things is um, I saw that not only was he the only African-American in that room, but he also beat out so many other people and he wanted more. And to me, I wanted someone that wanted that exact same thing and wanted to push me to want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I saw. Is that the same thing you look at for the man since you since yes, you're just kind of look? I, I have to remind her sometimes. She's so used to me. I get caught me. up in the yeah, story. She's so and used to me. In, yeah, and yeah. she's so used to me interviewing. And I'm like, well, you are a co-host now. Yeah. So you she was nodding that head though. Yeah, she's like, ooh, yeah, yeah, that's me right but there. But she that's gotta jump yeah. because what'll happen for the listeners, y'all motherfuckers listening, they'll say, oh, you talk too much and don't ever let her talk. No, no, no. she don't talk. So I have to talk really to make sure that her is filled. But you do have to. You know, we got a lot of shit you know, coming I'm, up, so it got to be. I'm getting better, though. Okay. You say it yourself. Yeah. I'm getting better. When we one-on-one. You get nervous when there's multiple people in the studio. <laughs> I've heard a couple times on some of them, you know. Yeah. I hear, I hear a little something pop I'm like, who's that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Y'all will not gang up on me today. Brother, thank you. I was like, okay. I think you're doing great. <laughs> thank you, Spider. Spider. I, I got to. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's so funny to hear you uh, kind of describe Jamal because he's always been that way. He's been the guy who's kind of low key. Mm-hmm. Uh, people respect him because he stays in his lane. He knows mm-hmm. how to move. He knows how to do his thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk a lot about the things that he does. He just mm-hmm. does them. And a lot of women like that. And my fucking beard is nice too. <laughs> yeah, the beard. He didn't have the beard. I know. I had this and little it was like stringy this thing. Like <laughs> goatee thing. Oh, that, it was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, we just going to erase all those photos. Yeah. So with, so with, with, one of the biggest things or the two things that people always say ends a marriage or makes a marriage rough is finances and I would say a lack of communication. Which one do you think would be, and I'll start with Jamal, What do you? which one do you think it would be? If you just had to, it may not be either one of them at this point, mm-hmm. but which one is the one that you would want more on point? Like, would you prefer financially to be on point? Because everybody, I know for me, I'm like, if I got the money, everything else can work. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be stressed and strained from that. So what's your perspective on that? No. I, I want to speak to this, and she's probably mad that I brought it up, but we'll we'll argue about that later on. As married couples do, communication has got to be key. So we lost our relationship once on communication, and it was probably one of the toughest things because we had money coming in, right? I was making good money. She was making good money. Nice big house, but at the end of the day, we weren't talking and gathering our plan the way that we wanted it to be, yeah. and then it broke apart. What about yourself? Financing is security for women. A lot of people look at women who want money and they'll say they money hungry, but mm-hmm. it's a part of the security package. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it, but it can't be the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have some women that it, their sole focus is just on money. How much does he make? I want to mm-hmm. stay at home and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. They're not focused on the whole of a person. Yeah, I would say communication is the biggest. Yeah. If I can't talk to you and I can't confide in you, um, it, it'll break down. I love to talk. Yeah. I'm shy though, but I love to talk. I love to listen. Goodness. <laughs> that was a good response, even though I detected Jamal, a hint of sarcasm. No, Jamal's listening has listen. a timer on it. So yeah. like I love his to listen listening for five minutes. It's like we've been talking about this for ten minutes. Are we done? Yeah. Is that because she continues? At some point, women, I don't think they understand. They sound like police. They say the same thing in a different way five times. Sometimes I feel like, are they trying to trip a motherfucker up to say the wrong thing? Or you just don't think I'm listening, so you continue to reiterate yourself. That's because you're not giving the right responses. Like, you might just be sitting there nodding your head, so I want to make sure 
that you get what I'm saying. You. Like, yeah. yeah I, I just don't want to say the wrong thing, so I'm just going to listen to so you. So you be quiet? Yeah. I'm no, like, hey, that's you know? the wrong thing. Now I'm going to keep talking because I'm like, I don't think he hearing me, so let me say it a different way. And then I say the wrong thing, and then you still keep on talking. You really don't get it, do you? You just don't get it. I'm going to keep on talking. Then I'm like, then he's like, it's 10 minutes. How long are we going to talk? But yeah, communication is probably the biggest thing for me. I think, um, we did have our separation and if we would have spent more time talking and really explaining how each one of us felt at that time, financially, it wasn't a problem for us. We both had more money than we needed to have at the moment. Um, so communication probably would have, uh, really gotten us through that hurdle and if you don't mind me asking how long was the separation because sometimes people put time no, limits on it. no no we were separated for three years we were really separated like, separated yeah oh, okay i moved on she moved on a little bit so and then God Nick, said a little i know a little bit, bit. so when a guy says i moved on a little bit yeah. that's like that stretch where you're like what's a little bit yeah okay. i barely i'm a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. you like you like he's like a full-on um I've i'm gone on. i'm gone until i appeared in this special dress that he saw one night when i was picking up our son and he was like Change whoa the game. it was almost like sliding in a dm because he was sending a text and he's like oh you look nice and i'm like oh you in a situation uh, i gave you a compliment it was a compliment you, know, you deserve I, those I, as a mother my i child. didn't you have a compliment that. from a year to a year and a half and then i got a compliment Wow. True. So True. Who, who's the anchor in a relationship? And I know a lot of people say, oh, women, because that's easy. But for I feel like, so just to give you a little insight, I, I know you probably know, but me and her used to be in a relationship. We were together six years. And it's so funny because we've been broken up now for, what, a year? Almost. Yeah. And a lot of people always be like, y'all going to get back together. Y'all work too close together. Y'all too close. Y'all too cool. Whatever the case may be. But it's looking at, like you say, men do move on a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think we also mask it. Not a little. Not a little. They move on. Oh, yeah, yeah, they move on. It's not a little. Yeah, Y'all I got to admit, it's, we gone. But, yeah. but I say a little bit quicker because not to be funny, when right. he saw you again, mm-hmm. something clicked, which means why I said mask. Sometimes we're just better at compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing how we feel, mm-hmm. what it is we feel. Mm-hmm. I, we, it, it helps us move on to forget about you. Yeah, y'all, y'all kind of. But I think it was a meme where they was like, women, you know, they take this time. It's months sometimes to get over guy, you know, a guy, and a guy will act like, okay, we're done. And then when we see her with somebody else, or we see her again, it's kind of like, wait, did I actually give myself enough time to get past this, <laughs> right. or is it just the dress that she's wearing? Yeah, but I, I think that night was the dress too. It was but, the dress. but I think we do. Men ain't giving no leeway. Oh, it was like a maroon dress, wasn't it? It like, was a maroon dress. Had the slit up the side of the yeah, leg. It was the, se- the sexy leg, but. I, Anthony's point we do move on a lot faster <laughs> but we do mask our pain right yeah. so just because we may not show our pain we still pain we just don't like to show it yeah because as a man you got to be a man mm. I think sometimes you gotta take yeah. a take a break mm-hmm. sit back and analyze what you're losing because exactly. you could have lost it for good yeah yeah but were you arrogant to feel like, yeah, she's a good woman, but I'll find another one? Nah, I wasn't like that. Okay. No, as the mother of my child, I knew she was great. Yeah. So I, I keep I keep with that. That she's 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 she has the throne. And I think a lot of men know too. Like we know the bullshit we do put women through. So it's mm-hmm. like if you do have another opportunity with that woman, you kind of like ain't nobody else really tolerating that shit. I know. <laughs> like I said, we almost a year. I done kicked mm-hmm. it with other girls, and I, a lot of times I'm like. 
these bitches are tripping. <laughs> like, I literally called Artiza. The, I called her several times, and I'm like, you pretty much probably the best girl. Like, I, I don't talk about getting back together unless I'm intentional about it because I don't want to leave those wounds open. But I do take the time to sometimes acknowledge who she was and what we had because when you do look at other women, a lot of times women talk about men ain't shit. It's a lot of ain't shit women out here too. Yeah, they mm-hmm. out there for some something different that you ain't out there that for. That you ain't even out there for. Yeah. And they not intentional or none of that either. So what we're gonna talk about the other spectrum of like the finance you said you guys were good financially. Right. What about so most relationships end because of infidelity? Did you have any problems, Jamal, when you first got married that were did you think about I know for me when I think about it, I'm like the only piece of pussy ever again <laughs> for the rest of my life? Like yeah. how do you how did you kinda weigh those waters to decide to say, Hey, I actually want to go ahead and get married? Oh goodness. I have to take a breath on that one. <laughs> No, I don't think it was tough for me because I knew that this was the woman I wanted. But as you go along in marriage, right, yeah. there are things that come through the, looking through the window. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, let me peep and see this and yeah. whatever. I think you get curious at times. And I think that's what all marriages, even relationships, men are going to get curious and they want to see what they can do, what they can get along with and see if it's something that the grass is always green on the, on the other side. And I realized the grass wasn't that green. Was it at least like a brownish green? <laughs> it was a little bit of dirt, you know. You had a little grass over here. I live my best life for a little bit, yes, but I'm at the best. No, you can find <laughs> Look at, I knew someone was going to peak. <laughs> <laughs> they homegirl sitting in the corner and it's like, hey, what, what, what? I lived it. I lived the life, but. But the green love, grass, to make sure I'm not confused, okay. with the green grass, were you talking about the other women or? The other woman. Okay. The other woman. Okay. Yeah, the other woman. Get me right there. Yeah. That, that we had split for. <laughs> Not when we split. Yeah. The woman that I went with after we split. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah. You know, but I think we finally made it to a point where we can move past it and know what we have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I agree. So, so how do you view infidelity? Is it something that if they cheat, they can come back from? And if you forgive them, because a lot of women say, I forgive you but they don't truly ever let it go. Mm-hmm. And then it continues to create other situations in the relationship. Maybe the guy tries to change, but the person mm-hmm. doesn't let them change because some people feel like, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. make mistakes and you grow. Yep. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like what, what do you like? What do you hold them accountable for? I think when we broke up, I, I, going into the marriage, I always knew I only wanted to be married once. Um, and I believe that you had to work at it, but I also had this fictational thing about marriage and what marriage was and what I could turn my husband into. Mm. Um, and I think as I saw us going into that part where he found interest in someone else, you know, me working harder to work on our marriage ended up turning into anger and frustration instead of communication and let's get this train back on the track. Um, but for me, infidelity was something I used to say, you cheat on me, you gone. I'm over. Um, I don't want to talk to you. And then it's like you get slapped in the face with reality. And it's like you said on one hand, you'll never get a divorce. And then on the other hand, you have this guy that um, you have a child with, you're connected with, you're married with. What do you do? And um, I sat back for a year and didn't do anything. You know, I tried to get back with him and he just wasn't ready. And then finally, once we got back together, it was hard. I mean, we argued. And I didn't let him go. I wanted him to pay for all those times <laughs> I saw him with oh, girl. that girl. Yeah. I called her something else, but yeah. that girl, right? Yeah. And so um, it was It was Chanel who uh, told me, she was like, you got to let it go. You either got to accept him 
right? You either got to accept him and and deal with it and stop talking about it and move on. And uh, once we started doing that, after that year getting back, then it it got better and better. And I tell people, I was like, even though you didn't ask me this, but I'm like, you get to that honeymoon phase again Mm -hmm. in your relationship and you're like, oh my God, this is is awesome. So, yeah. yeah, we used to believe... Cheating was the end of the road. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, you can't do it again, though. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's like, you can go ahead and say yeah. what she was about to say. I was just gonna highlight the fact that she pointed out her friend was the one that kind of told her that she needs to let it go because I think it's important because I have a friend that's going through a situation right now, and it's like, at what point do you stop telling your friends like all of your business, mm-hmm. and are you selective with who you tell your business to? Because some friends are just like, girl, fuck him. You can do something else, that, and they end up single and miserable themselves. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how do you guys handle? like relationship issues when it comes to your friends no i have that friend that that told me not necessarily hey don't get back with her but you know what you're jumping back into Mm -hmm. hey we had problems in our marriage yeah but we worked through them and i could say every single year it gets better and better now he's kind of on my side he's like hey nah you know what you got to (laughs) do you know why you're here let's keep it going whatever and and he's he's rooting in my corner she doesn't think so she's smiling over there (laughs) but he he roots in my corner that hey you got something great so That's a blessing. Well, you know, we always have that one friend that our girlfriends or wives are not going to like. Oh. And, the, and and normally they have reason to not like them. I get it. But it's also one of those things I think a lot of women don't understand with a man. He may tell you what's good for you. He's still going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times the wives or the girlfriend to see him doing his thing and sometimes automatically assume that he's putting that kind of you know action on you. And a lot of times they're not. Nah. And I, I think it's big, for first of all, Shout out to you, Chanel. You got a lot of side girlfriends out here with these <laughs> homegirls that's telling them this. This is the thing I think about. If a guy cheats, if they say that most guys cheat and you leave a guy that you love who made a mistake, because I believe if you do it maybe once or twice, it's a mistake three, four, five times, you're a habitual line stepper. Right. And you can't do that. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, you just got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. You got to throw the whole dog away, as they mm-hmm. say. But the, I, I think also you have to be willing to forgive because if 95% of men cheat, so they say, then that means it's a great chance that the next time you move on to this other guy, he's cheating. Mm-hmm. I, I know people who cheated uh, while married within the first month before marriage. I've seen guys that cheated 20 times while they were in a relationship and the girl's still married and it's like the signs was right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always talk to people who say, if they cheat or if he cheats or even men who say if a woman cheats one time, I'm done. So I always throw this out. If you were married six years, 365 days, six times, he cheats one day out of those times. You're going to throw all that away mm-hmm. for one time of all the goodness that he did. Yeah, That's crazy talk. He paid the bills. He take care of the kids. His dick went somewhere mm-hmm. else. It had no business going. But I also tell this too. What role did you have in him cheating? Not saying that you mm-hmm. helped him cheat, mm-hmm. right. but it could have been something he wasn't getting at home that maybe he should have better communicated with you to say, hey, this is why I'm not doing this. And if he mm-hmm. did tell you that and you never adhered to it, mm-hmm. then maybe that's the reason why he stepped out. Still doesn't justify it. Right. But as a man, I would understand why you did that shit. Yeah. And the thing about my wife is that she takes that role. Right. So not only did you know I go out and get this other woman, but she had her part in you know, just the overall household. So mm-hmm. she takes responsibility for this. Like, hey, I know I wasn't perfect, yeah. but you wasn't perfect either because you went out and did what you did. Yeah. So she understands that we, we have a mutual connection to know that, hey, we got to get this thing back back right. And she's she's far from perfect now, yeah. but she's perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all what love is. is to, whose bullshit can you fucking tolerate? Exactly. Yeah. Man, it's a, and, you know, I, my buddy, he got, he has, 
probably a different woman every week and whatnot. And he's like, I'm just trying to find find a woman to tolerate. I'm like, well, at least I I know my wife's bullshit. I know what she's going to put me through. And she knows what I'm going to put her through. The same thing. I got bullshit to come with me. Come on. Okay. Okay. I got a lot of it. (laughs) But we tolerate each other. And we finally made it to a point where, hey, we can say we're okay with that. I'm okay with it. I don't, you know what, to hear your homeboy, like you say, your homeboy got like a different girl every week. He ain't gonna never learn nobody. No, mm-hmm. no, ain't got no time. I, I come from that pedigree, mm-hmm. you know, of multiple women, and then you be like, you still lonely. Still. Mm-hmm. And dudes yeah. don't like to say, I'm lonely. Right. But I done been with like seven, I done had a, a heavy rotation and still been like, this shit ain't for me. Nah. But the danger and the fear of a man settling down, like I've never lived with a woman. So any of that, when she used to come over three, four days straight, I'd be like, huh. <laughs> it's three, four days. To, it's Tuesday. She'd be like, you the only one counting. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm just saying, I was trying to get a little extra space before the week started. No. Can I get at least Friday to myself or a Sunday to myself? Oh, no. But as and I've we gotten, only saw each other on the weekends, true. mind you. Really? True. Yes. Yeah, so it's just one of the things, like I told my mom, I'm a selfish person, but I'm selfish with myself. Right. And if you want to be in a relationship, women like to be under you. Women like to know things. They like to do things with you. So mm-hmm. you do have to learn to kind of open up and be I'm almost 36 I'm learning yeah. you know it's, I hope so you know it's sooner than later <laughs> but you know what this is the thing we talked about on the last panel and people were like because a lot of people look at it and they be like it's an excuse of why you can't love mm-hmm. or be with somebody and I was like nah not really I didn't see I don't know nothing about it which mm-hmm. is why we wanted to have this conversation of black love because I didn't see my mom my dad love on my mom mm-hmm. my dad left when I was eight you know my brother mm-hmm. you grew up around us yep. so it's one of those things I didn't see my dad kiss my mom mm-hmm. that's some shit like you know you yeah. see some on TV, you be like, "Oh, that's nice." Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have it. Yeah, we talk about you mimic what you see mm-hmm. as well. So, like my mom, she was married a few times. I saw a different men, and at a point in my life, I was kind of like you and my homeboy. Mm-hmm. Like I had different women, different relationship, next relationship, and you know, I could just throw it away and go on to the next. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's kind of how I was raised in a, in a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that my mom wasn't looking for love and trying to look for somebody to be with. Exactly. But it's just not what happened for her. Yeah. To this day, she's single. I was raised <laughs> by a single mom, and um. I think she always expressed that it was important to have a relationship, but because I didn't see her navigate one, sometimes I struggle through certain things, but it's always been important to me to want to learn how, just not depend on the fact that, oh, I was raised by a single black woman, like I'm independent, I'm strong, like I don't do that, because if I want something, I have to do something different. See, I was raised with my stepdad and my mom, but they were married for years, so Mm I saw the battle, the struggle, the happiness, the sadness, like I saw everything. So that fight was was in me to say, okay, you don't just give up. You don't walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And that's good because she's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I know it was many a times like I was like, you know what? I can't do this shit. And she's like, so you're just going to walk away. Yeah. Then as a man, you kind of feel like, wait, are you challenging me? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, ah, oh, that's that reverse psychology. <laughs> you got that. You're trying to make me stay a little bit. No, but you do have to, if, if it's any kind of, anything in you as a man you do feel like hey I just can't give up I tell her and I've told other people all the time I know for me I feel more at home and whole when I'm with someone Mm -hmm. with someone who can understand me someone Mm -hmm. who allows you to make those mistakes someone that when you have sex you're not like oh when this motherfucker leaving yeah she want to order a pizza now damn she <laughs> i thought she was leaving yeah so it's like you have those things and it's like as a man you do get to a point where you're like this shit is old you know i think um matter of fact let me ask you a question so I met Chantel when we did when I did the family pictures for you guys. Mm-hmm. Where were you at in your marriage at that point in time? It was that tough. Was, that that was, was us getting back together, but that was in that first year of getting back together. Yeah, we so still, still struggled. Yeah, and, we, 
You we know. argued on the way to take the picture. Now, yeah. not to be funny, the reason I asked that, she remembers, I told her, I said, some don't seem right about them. Oh, yeah. Today, yeah. I was like, some, I, I, I said, because she seemed very frustrated, uh-huh. and you seemed like you were just trying to hold it all together that day to get it done have, with. I can't hide my emotions. Yeah, she can't either. And, and that's, that's why, why I said, I'm looking at your facial expression. I was yeah. like, <laughs> we argued right up until we pulled up. I remember the leaves and the grass. Yep. Yep. I, we argued the whole time. But I think it was a one part where I always go back and look at people's pictures after I take them. <laughs> and it was one part where I did see you guys. It was a part. Do you remember the part where I took the picture? Y'all were on the log uh-huh. and y'all were sitting there. It was kind of like I look at the pictures and it was like tension. I didn't even use one of those pictures until you guys smiled. Yeah. The time that I did see you guys and I think where you said the mother of your child, you realize how beautiful she is, who she is. Mm-hmm. The best picture was when all, your daughter was throwing the leaves up in the air and mm-hmm. all y'all were playing. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment where I caught y'all and I was like, OK, it's something there. But at mm-hmm. the beginning, I was like, they don't seem like they even vibing right now. Nah, Like she said going there it was an argument you yeah. know I don't even know what it was about it was probably mm-hmm. something petty but mm-hmm. it's just the point that the communication wasn't where it needed to be at. Yeah. and we just didn't understand each other but every year that goes on it's a learning I'm learning her she's learning me yeah. and I can say I learned something probably differently about her every single day yeah. that's what's up man so I was reading an article too when I was trying to get this together and it was an article that was talking about there's different ways or several ways to cheat outside of infidelity and you guys can let me know if this is something with you so it says you can have secrets in your relationship in reference to like uh, work friends. You know, everybody has that work husband or work wife. How do you guys feel about relationships outside of yours? Like friendships, exes, do you feel like every ex should be thrown to the wolves and keep moving forward? And I ask this question because I know anytime I've ever been in a relationship and it's specifically with her because she's my last relationship, mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, I don't have rules in my in relationships because mm-hmm. we're both grown. Mm-hmm. But whatever you don't want me to do, you don't do. Yep. And then we good. Because I don't have no rule. I'm not going to tell you don't go somewhere or don't talk to an ex because if you, I have exes that I'm cool with. Mm -hmm. They may try to still shoot their shot, but I'm legit. Mm -hmm. And I've been willing to show her, you know, text messages or whatever. I remember one time we were sitting at a table. We always talk oh, about this. Oh, she, she checked the phone. She checked the phone. No, she, let her see the no. phone. No, she, no, she didn't do it. The, I don't put restrictions on people, and mm-hmm. I don't check phones yeah. because okay. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. But we were sitting out at we were sitting out at, we were at a jazz night or something. Yeah, day night. And it came up on my phone, and it was like, "What did she it say? Like, something about my day." She remember. My pussy gets wet every time I think about you. So she, oh. so she slid the phone to me. I saw it light up, and yeah. I, she of just course, glanced, my eyes you know. went to it, and I saw it. I said, uh, "You got a miss." So she slid the phone. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm it's listening like to the me. angry. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Like, you so need to he, read. He just up there with that trumpet. You like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse. That's my phone. That's, that's not my phone. Oh. So when, when that shit came to me, I was just like. Hmm? It kind of took me aback because this was one of your exes, yeah. and it was somebody that, like I said, if you, if someone was there way before I was, I don't expect you not to talk yeah. to them as yeah. long as they're respectful. Right. And this was from an ex that I did not expect something like that to come true, from. True, true. So, so when I saw it, I was just like, and she asked a great question. She was like, so what have you said to her to mm-hmm. make her yep. want to say this? And that was the moment where I said, you can open up and look at the messages. And she read the the like the pages between it. And she's like, okay. Because I had not said anything to lead her to believe that I'm fucking. Right. Mm. So 
I'm a nice guy and I can yeah, be naive <laughs> to where it's like I'm Very. being nice to a person and I'm like, okay, I, I ain't trying to fuck. I didn't yeah. take them nowhere. I didn't do nothing. I'm just, if they call, I answer. But see, the thing about me is I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So we all have our phones, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say me and Chanel, we cool after the day. Mm-hmm. If she texts me, I'm going to answer her text within a certain period of time because I feel like we all have our phones. Mm-hmm. And if I text her and it's like five hours later, it's not about being in my feelings. It's kind of like, damn, you're just going to ignore that shit because right. I know you saw it. Yeah. So for me, that's how I do my friends. My exes, mm-hmm. my homegirls, my homeboys, and some women because they don't have that guy in their life doing those things, mm-hmm. they look at me and be like, "Damn!" Mm-hmm. Or like I've always said, when people see a good man with a good woman, they don't want a man like you; they want you, my mm-hmm. nigga. That's, that's why true. they're you willing to. That fantasy. That's why they're willing to take that. Mm-hmm. That's true. So how do, are you jealous? Like if a guy tries to holler at your girl, how do you deal with that? <sighs> no, I'm not a jealous guy. I don't, don't want to call it. I don't want to call it. Com- I don't want to say confident <laughs> in what I got or whatever. Really confident. No, I don't want to say we, I'm confident, I but I just know. Thing, bro. Yeah, it's just the expectation that we set of ourselves and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from, from past history to now, I just know that we have something stronger that no man and woman can take apart but God himself. He didn't. If God didn't want this to be, then it wouldn't be here. But that's the only person that can break us up. Player. I know that sounded real good. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. But see, that's the same thing. I'm the same way because she'd be like, just nah, act like nah, you care. yours don't sound that good though. Yours, <laughs> yours, a little bit, like, yours is a little bit more arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> My shit's good, girl. You ain't going nowhere. It's just like you don't really, you don't really worry about it because I know for me, I don't worry about it. Like I tell her, I'm like, you may find a dude taller than me. You may find a dude that got more money, a bigger dick, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but. Like Liam Neeson said, these particular skills that I do have, <laughs> I do them very well. I do them very well. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of dudes that don't. Like, it's simple shit like responding to a text message, no matter what yeah. the time, or saying, hey, let me know when you make it home. When you, mm-hmm. and, it, and then if you don't hear from her within 30 minutes that it took her to get home, you just say, hey, I ain't checking on you and just texting to see if you made it home, is everything okay? If it's not, if you went somewhere else, that's cool. Just let me know when you make it home. Mm-hmm. I'm so nonchalant. I think it's a benefit and it's a curse. It's a yeah. curse, definitely. Damn, it ain't a benefit. <laughs> no, it's a benefit to it, but it's like when you're in a relationship, yeah. like now as friends, it's cool, like yeah. we good, but sometimes when we were in a relationship, yeah. it was like, damn, this nigga don't care about shit. <laughs> and I do, I just have a way of doing it. Uh, is hiding money, uh, is that like a form of cheating? Shouldn't tell. Ooh. Having his own bank account ain't telling you nothing. Tell, the house tell, is, tell him the good news. The house so, is struggling, but he got a whole nother bank account. So we took on this challenge. We joined our bank accounts yesterday. I yesterday. guess that was my this birthday. This is 10 years, almost just, 10 years of marriage. I was just about to say yesterday. Yeah, wow. 10 years of marriage And almost. I commend you for that because I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, so I was like, ooh, and, I, and I'm a little reserved. I'm like, ooh, so if I go to DSW and want to buy two pair of shoes, mm-hmm. I got to call you before I do that. Um, so I don't know. I just, ooh. no, for, for this long and finally to join the part, I, I think we set guidelines, right? I have, um, another married couple that they, I bounce ideas off of. She's mm-hmm. like, Hey, if I spend over $200, I got to check with my husband. You know, that's just the mutual respect. And I expect the same thing out of him. I know my wife is cheap and she ain't going to go nowhere but the, the dollar store, um, the Salvation Army, go find some deals, thrifting. She may go thrift a little bit, but other than that, no, nah, she ain't going out to spend 200, more than $200 on anything that I don't it. know about. I'm or it's not for the house. I'm going to go on sale and yeah. have a coupon, then I'll go. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, yeah. But I was going to add something in, and, and this is how I can say she's not a jealous person as well. From my previous job to the job I am now, I work around all women all day. Yeah. All and women. All women. And I, Not 50%. Oh. This is where God wanted me to be at. So I got to be right there for you. Right gotta now. Be with God. <laughs> hey, I'm on to you now. You throw God in there every time to make it sound real good. To be at. So he puts me here, but she knows that 
well, I hope she knows that I know that she's the one for me, so I'm not going to look at yeah. do anything. And, you know, we talked about earlier before we came here, like, do I look? Hell yeah, every man looks. We're going to look. But, man, you got to. <laughs> yeah, you got to look. And sometimes and she'll look with him. me. She'll look with me, but I'm like, you saw that girl in that dress. You got to share it. <laughs> if you share this, it, it's good. This is what I've said. If you have a woman who's going to be watching you and you see dudes already, like, we'll see it. I can see the next fine girl and I ain't even outside. So I plant myself to where I'm already looking at a 90 degree <laughs> angle. So by the time she crosses that 90 degree angle, I've seen what I needed to see. Now, if you got somebody that's cool with you, like I know me and her, when we used to be somewhere like in California and shit, I'd be like, damn, you see that? She'd be like, yeah, she do got ass. That's what you need to where mm-hmm. you can look and it's like she, because un- women know too. They know beauty. Yeah, Be, but women can look and say, "Yeah, she's gorgeous." You can't look at a nigga and be like, "Hey, that nigga got a nice beard." Yeah, yeah, yeah. beard is on point. Yeah, you see that? You can't say that. that. Suit just hugging him right yeah. now. We so she just there. get to look by herself. But we bring y'all in. We make this shit a family affair. Sometimes she'll do it. I think we were at a concert one time, and she's like, "You saw that girl in that peach skirt?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I seen that girl in that peach skirt." You saw that girl in that peach skirt? And I was so, like, "Nah, I wasn't really looking." So with me, I don't know if I ever get married. Um me and her even talked about it. We was like, if we got back together, marriage is not on the table for her because she's been married. For mm-hmm. me, I just don't understand why bring the government in because it makes mm-hmm. things more complicated for you. But maybe not marriage, but I've also said, well, we can still create our own document or a will or something to make sure that you're taken care of, I'm taken care of. If anything ever happens to me or to you, there's something left to you. I just feel like, and you've heard so many people say, when you get married, something changes. Oprah mm-hmm. even said this mm-hmm. shit. And she yeah. ain't never even been married. Mm-hmm. I guess she just done talked to a slew of motherfuckers. It's like, hey, that shit changes when your name is written on that paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, Stebbin, you can stay in that guest house and we we just be cool. Exactly. That, that marriage ain't coming. She got too much money to marry anybody. To anybody. Like, okay. That's half of that. That's nah. Half, yeah. <laughs> but so what made you, what, what was the, the coming factor for her or the thing that you saw and was like, she's worth it? Outside of the kids, just her. Yeah, just her. So I would say... Like I said, I grew up and I didn't see the marriage thing, right? My mom had many of marriages. And in my head, I was saying, hey, I want something stronger. Yeah. I want something where, you know, God knows that this this is the union that he brought it together, you know? So I, I don't say, I can't say that, you know, it was just, I seen it and I'm jumping into it, but yeah. I think it's more of, I just knew it was her. I knew what I wanted for the rest of my life and yeah. that's the way it has to jump into it. Mm. What about you? You looking kind of perplexed. How, how am I gonna follow that? Oh my god! You follow with your truth. <laughs> yeah, sure. He he asked me, so I said yeah. yeah. I said yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I, I I think for us, um, because we got pregnant before we got married, and I remember telling him, I don't want to get married just because I'm pregnant. I could do this by myself. I got this. Um, but I think the way I saw him with his daughter, and I think the way that. He just made me feel like I was the only person in the world. And that was that was probably the biggest thing um, because I had been in a relationship before him and we got separated through Hurricane Katrina. So my heart was already broken. And then here comes this guy that's, you know, jo- a jokester, knows music, knows movies. I know none of that stuff. And it was almost like that puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. You fit each other. And people always ask me, what does he fit? And I was like, he's my calmness. So, um, and the fact that her mama said, You're not going to get my daughter pregnant and I marry her, that, that kicked in a little bit. She did say that. Her mama oh, did say that. I was yeah. like, She like, You're going to marry my daughter, right, baby? I'm like, Yeah, I got you. I'm, I'm here. She really said, He just going around making babies. That's what she really said. Yeah. 
Oh, He's just going you. around making babies. That's what she told me. Why is it so? <laughs> why is it so much shit talking on the back end? I tell though? you, you heard her back there. Get her a microphone. Somebody get her a microphone. She got things to say. I heard the baby. <laughs> it's like it's so much, but I, I think with marriage, I think it's important to for it to see because you guys have a son and a daughter together, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's important for them to see, you know, to, to see you love on her. To be able to tell those stories, I even talk all the time now. I'm like, if I got married or even if I got in a serious relationship again, I feel like I have so much knowledge to pass on to somebody from all of my mistakes. And I think that's something that we as black people, we don't get from our parents. Like our parents Mm -hmm. never really told us their mistakes. Mm -hmm. They just told us what not to do. They really didn't even say why. Then you got religion that comes into that Mm -hmm. where again, they're telling us what not to do, but not why not to do it Mm -hmm. or what could happen or the possible benefits of it. And then I think I used to look at my mom in particular and say, maybe she couldn't teach me that shit because she didn't know it. And that's what a lot of it is. And they don't, I mean, they don't either want to, talk about the stuff that went wrong yeah. and then a lot of it is they haven't experienced it so they don't have any knowledge to give and we want to always keep everything in house That's what not I'm saying. saying that you shouldn't keep everything in house what goes on in this house stays in this house but it's like, say, like I, but I got a, one of my one of my best friends she's like you need a community yeah. it's not it's not your marriage it's a community it's marriage a community, if you don't have bro. people coming in here and helping you mm-hmm. you can lose sight and if I didn't have the people with me on my in my circle yeah. I can say I wouldn't be where I am today mm-hmm. we wouldn't be at this table because a lot of I think it's I just think, I, I think the biggest thing is we don't want to talk about the things that embarrass us. Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, in a marriage, we're so willing to tell, or in a relationship, we're so willing to tell our friends what he or she did. Mm-hmm. But it's like, my, like well, I had a homeboy come to me and he was like, yo, man, my, my wife checking my phone and she mm-hmm. kicking me out. And I remember one day going over to their house and she answered the door and panties in the bra. She's like, you can get your shit and go with it. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what the fuck's going on? You know, and he's telling me this shit and, I was, and he's, you know, complaining about his wife. But I was like, bro, I know you cheated. Mm-hmm. You cheated mm-hmm. like five or six times. You got to eat that shit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. niggas be ready to run when a woman really unra- like unleash mm-hmm. that wrath. But it's like, what did you do to get her to this point? Yeah. Some of this shit you got to eat. You can't paint her for crazy. And I think a lot of men, not just black men, a lot of men, we drive women crazy. Mm-hmm. Then we move on. Mm-hmm. We leave them to rebuild themselves. Mm-hmm. We talk shit about them like they crazy. Mm-hmm. Then they don't really address the shit. Then they take it to the next dude and we done moved mm-hmm. on with somebody else putting that person through the same shit and it's really the guys that's continuing to create a cycle of fucked up women mm-hmm. and we turn around and blame y'all nah yeah, we, yeah I, I think a lot of men don't own themselves nah. you don't want to own your yeah. dirt or whatever but you can show tell what the woman did every day and you do that I'm messing around <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing <No>. around <laughs> yeah so own your shit everybody so I, I when I think about marriage and when I think about dating too I'm anal so I think about like is a breath gonna smell like hygiene what was one of those crazy weird things that you was like I just wonder or these things that you have to have and you wanted to know I wonder if she has that like what is what is that thing is it bad breath that you worry about is a clean house some women ain't domesticated some people ain't good in bed how do you figure all of this shit out no I think about everything is probably only thing I, com- I complain about my wife is when she wears her bonnet to the bed. Oh my God, I'm like, gonna say I'm like, that. damn, you gotta put that bonnet on. Can you take it off? Man? We we eating breakfast. Around that. We I want know. y'all to no. be like that. Wake. You know what? When you go, you want me to wake up with makeup on and a, and a freshly like in the movies where I just flip it over. And I'm or like, like Natalie ever after like, when she went like a gotta, different world. Yeah, yeah. When we Good used morning. to wake up early, brush her teeth, like do her hair. No, I'm waking up at the and same then time as you. In the bed. I don't know. She would tell me she's like, my mama said don't come to the table with my bonnet on. I'm like, well, you at the table with your bonnet. So when you go to bed, so when she goes to bed, would you prefer to like go to bed like this? 
I would love for her to go to bed. She's like, not gonna wake I, up like but that. I know she ain't gonna wake up like okay, that. So I'm like, hey, you can put it on when you go to bed. But when you get up, as soon as you step out of the bed, you can take that on off. You you up for the day? No, that's a process. I gotta put stuff in there. I gotta fluff it out. I no, I'm not doing all that. That's too much work. What about sex in the morning before brushing your teeth? I don't mind. Okay. You know, men don't care. We like, you, no. you can have the stankest breath in the world. We just push that head to the side. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah, going, push yeah. to the side. If it's going like down south, or you, <laughs> yeah, you got to push it to the side. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Or some gum. Or some gum, chew yeah. some gum, and then let's get to the business let's at get hand. the mouthwash, and we'll yeah. just quick rants and go. Man, Why are you girl. looking like that? Go on and hit. What, what you, she what's that look she, for? She didn't expect that talk. <laughs> she didn't expect She which Before we came in, she's like, what are y'all going to talk about? I'm like, man, he didn't give me no script. We just going to go. We just talk. And that the reason I do that, a lot of people want scripts, but I feel like if I give them what we're going to talk about, they'll sit up and they'll practice what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Then that shit don't sound, sound real. Sad. Then you sound just like everybody else you on television. Tell. You can. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't be wanting to give nobody none of that. I just want to hit you with one of those, and you're like, mm, mm, let me clear my throat. I didn't know he was going to ask that. Yeah, I think we want the honest side to everything. You got to right. have that. Yeah. For me, I feel like for y'all to actually talk about, like, the infidelity. Mm-hmm. So let, if, if in anything you don't want to answer, you don't have to. I'll answer. So I, it's, it seems that you were the cheater. I was, okay. I was, the, one, I was the one to, to step out. Outside, okay. But it was it was almost, our marriage was pretty much over. Okay. I always tell her, she's like, no, just tell me you were doing something. I'm like, I wasn't doing anything until I knew our marriage was pretty much over. over. Not the divorce. So Not the divorce. I'm going to interject. Okay. Right? Go ahead and interject. So Go ahead. Before we moved out the house and separated, mm-hmm. I knew what was going on because I felt it. Yeah. And I saw a picture because he took a, he had an event. Um, and I saw the hand that was a little bit too far mm-hmm. down the way. Well, y'all are detectives. Yeah. And are, so I said, something's up. Yeah. And he like, nah, nah, nah. And I'm like, she met my baby. Yeah. It's on. Yes. Right? And he's like, nothing going on. I ain't do nothing until I moved out, blah, blah, blah. You cheated with your eyes, your mind, your hand, your everything. We ain't separated, and we said I do. So you cheated no matter what. Yeah, and that's that goes back to what you were saying. Yeah. What is considered cheating? Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, hey, once you let that man come in there, then it's all you know. That's cheating for me. Yeah. You want to talk to a man on the phone? That's fine. That, that's not cheating to me. Yeah. You know, you got to actually have something physical with this man. That's and I love. think that's the thing with men. We think of it as more yeah. physical in a Mine woman. Is emotional. And that's what yeah. I was gonna say. They talked about this on the list that I was talking about. They talked about emotional stonewalling, mm-hmm. being selfish in a marriage. All those things can be considered cheating. And most of them was from the perspective of a woman. Mm-hmm. Because not to be funny, as men, and I'm guilty of that. We're so small minded. To where we'll look at it and be like, if he ain't fucking, he ain't cheating. But I, as I've gotten mm-hmm. older, I'm like, if you get her mind, you, you out of there. Yeah, you, you, got you can it, have yeah. 10 inches of pipe. But mm-hmm. if he got a mind, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So they look at it the same way. They're emotional. Yeah. And men are the same way, too. We just don't like to talk about it. But mm-hmm. if a woman gets us emotional, we kind of in there. If she feels like she's listening to the shit that our woman doesn't listen to mm-hmm. or she accept it, accepts it and, she, you know, you could tell her something and she's like, no, I understand it. You starting to feel like, damn, she dope. But one thing I've learned, too, for us dumbass niggas <laughs> is that they will say anything to get you. Mm-hmm. They will. And then it's like they'll be just like your girl mm-hmm. once you get them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you have the same argument, same fight, same. Everything. Oh, yeah. Every, everything was the same. I'm like, well, at least I know her shit. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I know her shit. So I, go nah. I didn't know what this other girl was. <laughs> <laughs> this is new to me. <laughs> so what advice would you give somebody, Jamal? Well, let's go to Chantel. What advice would you give a woman who wants to get married and prepping them? Like, if you got to say your real truth about marriage and telling them, yes, you should get married, but what would be your but? Uh, be honest with yourself. 
Um, I think the biggest thing about marriage is we watch movies, we um, see people who say marriages are perfect and there is nothing going on. Uh, Be honest with yourself. If you can't, you can't be honest with yourself and say, is this person happy in the morning and you need a happy person? If they're always sad, then that's not the person for you because you have to deal with that. So um, be honest. What's your butt? But she's going to get on your nerves. Just know, (laughs) you know, and we talk about just finding that person you can put up with and you're going to have good times. You're going to have hard times. I. I never knew marriage would be that my full time job. This is yeah. my full time job. The other thing is part time. Yeah. You know, I got to work my forty every week, but this is full time, day and night. Yeah. When I come home, I'm, I know I got I got marriage to deal with. When I go to sleep, I still got marriage to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're thinking about it in your head, so. Um, it's a it's a full time job. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Take, That's take all I heard. Like, deal with. Deal with. Yeah, I was like, marriage. Deal with. Mm. You got to work. True. Yes. You got to work. That's What's it. That? Who hit the mic? Who hit the thing? Oh, okay, that's fine. It's okay. I just heard a ring, and I was like, oh, "Was no. it me or did you hit it?" Mm-hmm. Not a problem. So before we get out of here, man, first of all, we got another panel coming up soon. Yes. And then I want to do a marriage panel, and if y'all would be willing to be on it, it'd be you guys a couple with a, along with a few other people. But I think this is the kind of shit I don't like to put a time limit on because mm-hmm. you could just sit up and talk about it all day. Mm-hmm. And so many people, are, you know, need to learn stuff, and so many people are so scared to talk about what it is they do wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we dived into everything with you guys, but we will do this again. We have another one coming up where we're going to dive into it. But I want to say, Jamal, man, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Chantel, thanks for coming no out. Problem. Chanel, thanks for being in studio. All the faces you made. I know. I appreciate every single one of them. <laughs> we definitely have to have a microphone for the next time she comes out. But be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. Also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to the previous podcast on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, and all other streaming platforms. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at the reality is. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. If you have the ability to employ and empower someone, take advantage of doing so. And always remember, man, inhale, curse, exhale, success. Arteezy, you didn't say much, but we do appreciate you on the podcast as always. I've heard her a lot today. I'm not going to let him do you like that. (laughs) You did well today. (laughs) He said today. You see, one thing I'm learning about Jamal, he'll say a little something. It's almost like a slide. I'm just going to take it because I needed it because you've been riding me today, but it's okay. Shout out to Spider the DJ, man. We appreciate you for engineering at all times, man. Chantel, Jamal, thank you again. And we'll catch y'all on episode 211, man. Is this 211? We'll catch y'all on 212. All right, we out. (laughs) Now the skies could fall, not even if my boss should call. The world seems so very small. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.